Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, thank you, Ben, for inviting me to come and share a few thoughts with you um, at this wonderful service this evening. Ben and I uh, roomed together on many occasions um, uh, during our training, and um, uh, the room was always uh, neatly divided down the middle. So on one side, all the clothes were neatly folded and put into the wardrobe, and everything was in order. And the other side looked um, like, uh, yet again, a cyclone had come and passed through the room. I'll leave it to you to decide which whose side was whose. Come with me for a few moments, would you? Back a couple of weeks to Good Friday morning. I, perhaps like you, was uh, in our town centre, gathered with hundreds of, of other Christians and uh, one of our local ministers was uh, speaking to the, the assembled crowds. A very good message indeed, compelling. Um, she spoke uh, to us very powerfully. And then for a moment, everything within me cried out, No! Not that! Not now! And she reminded us on Good Friday that Christ did indeed rise from the dead. For me, everything within me at that moment cried out, no, let Jesus be dead at least for this time. Let us look afresh at the horror of the crucifixion. The time will come when we can gaze and reflect and wonder at the resurrection. And friends, this is that time. This is Easter season. Now we get to proclaim the risen Christ again and marvel at what has occurred. Some words from Gregory of Nazinsus, 4th century Archbishop of Constantinople. Yesterday I was crucified with Christ. Today I am glorified with him. Yesterday I was dead with Christ. Today I am sharing in his resurrection. Yesterday, I was buried with him. Today, I am waking with him from the sleep of death. Friends, what does it mean? What does it matter that Christ has risen from the dead? Of what relevance is it to us this evening? There are, of course, a, a myriad of answers to that question. I just want to focus in on, on one little aspect, really. Throughout this season, that chapter from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, that we've had read to us tonight, there's a little phrase in that that I've kept playing over my mind that has been the, the, the focus of my Easter reflections this year, and I'll share it with you in just a moment. But first, a brief story. There was once a small dog called Nipper. The dog was a loyal servant of his master, whose name was Mark. But one day, sadly, Mark passed away, leaving Nipper all alone. Now, Mark had a brother, Francis, and so Francis adopted the little dog and at the same time inherited a box of Mark's belongings. In the box was a cylinder, phonograph, and some recordings of his brother Mark's voice. He began to play those recordings. And as soon as he did, 
This little dog, Nipper, came and sat close to the phonograph, recognizing and listening to his master's voice. Now, Francis was an artist, and he decided to paint this scene. And shortly afterwards, in fact, in 1899, that picture was acquired by a newly formed gramophone company known to you and me today as HMV, one of our high street stores, albeit uh, somewhat diminishing. HMV, which stands for His Master's Voice. And so to John 20, did you notice, as we heard that read to us this morning, that Mary didn't wipe her eyes and then recognise that this gardener, as she thought, was in fact the Lord? That's not what happened at all. What did Jesus do? He spoke to her. Mary. Then she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. She recognized her master's voice. Now hearing has a gratuitous, free quality to it. It cannot be possessed, neither can it be ignored. It's always receptive. What a joy it is for me to, to have been sat down here this evening and hear at such close hand our choir sing these wonderful anthems. I've been able to pick out all the parts as I've sat there. Hearing is always receptive. Instantly, Mary at this moment is reconnected with her lost Lord. As she hears one word, her name. Her grief immediately turns to joy. That is the moment of her own resurrection, if you like. Her sorrow is turned to joy. She comes to life again. Mary lives because Jesus lives. Dear friends, when we hear the voice of the risen Jesus, like Mary calling our name, we too can come alive. We too can be exhilarated by this sweet surprise. He's alive and he knows my name. The risen Lord spoke to Mary and he speaks to us too. A few chapters earlier in John 10, these words, verse 17, verse 27, I'm sorry. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I will give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Friends, the risen Lord speaks to us. Jesus calls and people follow. True yesterday, today and forever. Jesus still speaks to us, if only we would but choose to listen. The risen Lord will lead us through life's journey right into eternity. He says, I give them eternal life, one for us on the cross, 
secured as that tomb burst open. Eternal life. Because Jesus rose, we shall rise too. Me and you, if you know him as Lord. If you recognize him as Savior. Wow, what a wonderful promise for us in this Easter season. What assurance. What hope. What peace can be ours knowing that our future is secure in our Saviour. That death has not and will not have the final say in our life. I don't know if you know, but the fourth Sunday of Easter is sometimes known as Good Shepherd Sunday and more recently remembered as Vocations Sunday. The word vocation derives from the Latin word vocatio, meaning call. And so, this evening I ask you to consider, what is Christ's call upon your life? What is he saying to you this evening? What are the risen Lord's words to you tonight? Come to me. Maybe you've never done that. Maybe you've never fully surrendered your life to the risen Lord and known what it is to receive his total love and forgiveness. Or maybe he has a call upon your life at this time that you simply should not, cannot ignore. To do something. To be somebody. To serve the Lord in some way. I don't know any of you this evening, other than my, my good lady wife who's in the congregation. But friends, the risen Lord knows your name. And he's calling you. And this ought not simply be an individualistic call either. What about St Mary's Hampton? What is he calling you to do? Who is he calling you to be? Where is he calling you to go? Friends, do you, do we recognize his master's voice, our master's voice? Are we open? Are we expectant that we'll hear the voice of the risen Lord today? Right here. Right now, Christ does not stop calling those who have ears to hear. I close with this. The writer to the Hebrews says in chapter 3, quoting Psalm 95, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Friends, the risen Lord is speaking today. He is alive. He is active in our world, in our church, in our neighborhood, in our world. And he is calling you. He is drawing you. He is leading you on. Yesterday, I was crucified with Christ. Today, I am glorified with him. Yesterday I was dead with Christ. Today I am sharing in his resurrection. Yesterday I was buried with him. Today 
I am waking with him from the sleep of death. Amen.